Okay, we're, we're not going to throw the um, it open to all of you to ask us some questions. Um, I think we're grabbing a couple microphones. So anyone, raise a hand, and we will hand you a microphone. Right here in the front. Hi, I was wondering for any or all of you, but especially the students, if you're familiar with the college phenomenon that's recently been sweeping the world of Muggle Quidditch. Uh, because I'm here with a portion of the NYU Quidditch team. <laughs> and back here, around here. And we were wondering what position you would play. I think the question we have to ask you back is, because I've been very interested about this, is how on earth is it played? And um, yeah, we're interested in that because obviously there's the removal of flying. And I was wondering, is it actually quite a I'm sorry, I'm turning the Q&A around on you, but is it quite violent? Because Quidditch is quite a violent game. <laughs> yes, it's actually super intense. There are a few people brought back in ambulances from the World Cup this past November. <laughs> is, it, is it on ice? <laughs> yeah. and do, and do you sing while you're doing it? Yeah. Yeah. Do, you have to be, uh, do you have to be drunk to play it? Uh, what's the <laughs> You have to smoke, smoke, smoke some Nigerian wood yes. No, but it probably helps. Yeah. Um, sure. Um, this is, well, I love Willow Warwick. I love Yvonne and all of you. This is for the Davids. Um, being the success that Potter has been as producers, I'm sure there have been times where you have had to turn down something. And the flip side, times that have given you an opportunity to produce something or be involved in a project that you might not have been involved in. Can you think of an example of both cases? For, for, um, I mean, I, <coughs> most certainly in terms of in terms of not doing anything. Really, th that's been more. For the most part, I cr I'm not brought into films when they're ready to go. I develop them. So with Harry Potter, I read a book before it was published, fell in love with it, and then developed it, and it became a film. It's very rare that I'm brought in. I mean, we've, Michael, um, David, and I have just worked on something written by a man called David Hare that came fully formed. Um, and But that's very much the exception. Um, the opportunity that it's given me, uh, one of the things I'm most excited and the opportunity I think I'm most excited about that it's given me is I'm now making a film with a man called Alfonso Cuaron, who directed the third Harry Potter. And we're doing something called Gravity. And I am beyond excited to be working with him because I think he's one of the great directors working today. <coughs> Any parts of it there? Yeah, yeah. There's a girl. We'll <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, uh, likewise with David, though I have in the past, I uh, came up through a slightly different route of physical production, so I do often get asked to do things that are at a later stage of development. But I think once I got to my... I wasn't with David on the first film, but once I joined and um, I've worked on six of the eight, uh, once I got my feet under the table, people, I think, stopped asking me to do things anyway and, uh, because uh, they knew that we had a bit of a way to go and I was busy. And subsequently, one or two things have come my way that I might have uh, entertained had I not been busy. But I, too, am developing uh, projects of my own, which may or may not happen. Uh, and hopefully, having been involved with Harry Potter will make uh, the thought of them more attractive to people who might not have found them attractive in the past. But who knows? Next question. Next question. Hello, my name is Yahira Hernandez. Um, it's nice to meet all of you guys. Thanks for coming here. I was wondering if personally, if a sorting hat was here, what housing would you be placed and why? 
for any of you, if you guys want to answer. Um, that's quite difficult. There is, which I'm sure will be part of the museum when we make it in London, but in Burbank, in LA, there's also a sorting hat, which is kind of, um, as you sit under it, it will tell you your um, house name, but there were lots of visitors at the uh, museum, so I decided not to sit under it because I didn't want to know that I wasn't in Gryffindor. So if I could, you know, dream beer, it would be Gryffindor. But we, James and I did the same thing when we were there, and although like, it was just about to go on my head, and I actually said, ah, another Weasley, eh? It was, it, was, it was freaky, to say the least. Um, and then, well, I, it was weird, because I got sorted into Gryffindor, thankfully. Um, but he had something else in mind for James. Um, I can't remember who. I'm a Ravenclaw, apparently. So, yeah. No, the funny thing is, they, when, when they start out, everyone wants to be in Gryffindor. But as they get a bit more adolescent and cool, they start thinking maybe it'd be quite cool to be Slytherin, actually. When, when you were sorted into Ravenclaw, were you wearing the same top? I decided to adopt the top and the colours <laughs> of the house. We have a question to the back left. Next question. Um, so, good job on the films, props for that. But um, you guys all get to play wizards or like magical creatures, so what's your favourite part about that? I think it's a great thrill to have your, your wand. That's always very exciting. And, and what's great about the costumes that you wear, the, there is actually a wand pocket inside the costume. Uh, and so your wand can be stowed away safely. Uh, but that was, that's really exciting when you get to kind of do some of the, the spells that you read about in the, in the novels and, and uh, you see in the script that your character is able to, to perform that particular piece of magic. And, and it, it's, you know, some of it isn't just kind of you get it and do that with it. You know, some of it has been choreographed. You know, there's very particular ways that you could cast these spells. And, you know, I hope you all know your swish and flick, by the way, and have been practicing. Um, there will be a test later. Um, have so you that's, kept your wands? Well, it would be nice. We could drop hints now, but I'd, I'd love a wand. I have a wand from Willow at home in the framed box, which is lovely. Yeah. It would be lovely to have a Harry Potter one, David, to go underneath <laughs> that. Uh, would be really nice. They're quite expensive. Are they? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Actually, the thing about the wands is, um, when we started making the wands, um, Joe came. We we'd done these quite elaborate wands, and then Joe came to visit the set, and it was the only thing that she she walked around and she loved everything that we had been doing. You know, the, the you know um, Diagon Alley, the Great Hall, the Gryffindor Common Room. She absolutely loved it. But the one thing she had a comment on was the wands, which she said were more ornate than she had imagined. So we went back, and all the wands were made much more simple. Um, well, that's why but I thought you were just getting cheap on us. <laughs> <later>. <laughs> well, <clears throat> I've been found out. No, but but also everybody here has their own wand, and each wand is different. And one of the things I love about Stuart Craig and the team, and it's sort of what you were talking about before, is that there's so much in, that you don't see that is made on the set. So much, for example, in the Gryffindor common room, there are class schedules, there's the clubs, there's notices on the notice board. There's so much detail that we can't see on the screen, but really helps make the world feel more organic and more real for the cast. And the wands and the individual nature of each wand makes it more personal. And I really think that in an un, in, in a sort of in, in an in a very concrete way, it's really affected the way the stories have come out and the way that they're told. Because it's, as you're saying, it's for all the blue green screen, for all that stuff, there is something very real that is there and that, may, that is very magical. I like picking my wand, because I had three wands. 
And it was a bit like, you know, like when you start Hogwarts, I was like, oh, which one feels right? That was really fun. I also like the fact that kids, some kids believe you're actually a witch in real life. You know, they come behind their mum and they're like, go on, she wants you to sign it, so I sign it for them. And I'm like, if you don't do your homework, you're gonna turn into a frog. You won't get into Hogwarts. And the mum's like, yeah. <laughs> so I quite like that bit. Uh, next question. Uh, here in the center. Hi, my name is Grace Mosley and I'm the film's number one fan. Uh, I wanted to know if you could portray another character in the Harry Potter films, which one would you want to be? George, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> he just had to, didn't he? <laughs> Mine would be Hagrid, I don't like that. Mine would be Hagrid. Would you? Yeah. Really? For me, I think it'd be Professor Snape. I'd like to do that, yeah, definitely. Yeah. That'd be good. Yeah. Bellatrix. I'd like Bellatrix. Yeah. I'd be uh, uh, Luna Lovegood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think the wig would suit you. <laughs> um, I'd, be, I'd be Bellatrix as well, I think. She's really cool. Yeah. Totally the opposite of Luna. It would be an interesting question for the Davids. If you guys could have been in the films, what would you have liked to have played, perhaps? Um, I don't know. I'm a very shy and retiring person, and uh, I would get very embarrassed, I think. I've never been good at trying to perform in front of the cameras. So I, I guess someone like Bellatrix, actually, you can just go for it and uh, give it your all, and if you, I guess maybe I could cover up... Uh, a lack of quality with um, uh, an injection of enthusiasm uh, with a wild performance. Um, <clears throat> I think the, uh, either one of the weird sisters <laughs> or, <laughs> or Lupin. I think, you know, Lupin is that uncle, that teacher that you always wished you'd had. And I'd love to, maybe that's more to be him than to play him. Um, to have that, I wish I had those qualities. I'd like to have played Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I can say. Or a member of Hedwig and Evake. Next question is over here to the right. Um, this is the question for the Weezy brothers. Uh, how is it like uh, with the, all the fireworks and on your, like, just being like the coolest guys out there? Uh, uh, just being like the craziest guys out there. How was it like that? Like that? It was. Uh, it was really cool to be able to. Uh, we, we we were totally separate from that whole sequence, really. Um, like we did our bit um, a couple of weeks after they filmed the whole bit in the Great Hall and everything with the fireworks. But it was. Uh, it was really cool though, like being able to with the fireworks sequence. Actually, with the fireworks what were left over, they put a big firework display on outside on bonfire night back in England, which is cool. But it was. Uh, it was a really cool sequence to be part of. I think what I enjoyed so much about playing Fred and obviously all playing George is that we're allowed to joke around on set, whereas all the other guys have got to stay in character. And obviously we're acting at, yeah, at that point. But, um, the I think it's the fact that like we can't like we're able just to, to go for it and just have a have a, a real good time and have a, have a joke, which is uh, I think we just have so much fun playing them. Yeah, certainly. Yeah. Uh, when you're acting. Acting and scene, what's going through your mind when you're acting? What's my next line? 
<laughs> Do I look good in my costume? <laughs> Does this wig look real? Hope my beard doesn't fall off. My moustache used to move sometimes. You should put it back on again. I just about, uh, am I being good? That's all. Main thing, the back of your head, isn't it? And remembering your lines. One more question out there. Uh, okay. There's someone here. He's been desperate for asking questions. Oh. Okay. Here you go. Here we go. Well, well, I have a question for Jenny Weasley of how you felt when you were acting out with Harry and you having your first kiss. Um, yeah, it was quite nerve-wracking because obviously known each other for such a long time. But it did kind of, I think when you're friends with someone, it kind of helps that whole new romantic element to the, to the two characters. And we managed to have a laugh doing it. And, um, but it's quite surreal. And I think the weirdest thing is, is actually sitting with other people watching it or um, other people seeing it. But um, no, I really, really enjoyed the character of Ginny. She's kind of, she obviously started as a shy younger sister of all the brothers. And she actually turns into a very kind of outgoing and sort of quite fearless girl. And I really, I kind of admire that in her. So it's good to, and I think for her, unlike most kind of relationships that are portrayed in film, it's usually the guy that has to go chase the girl. But I think Ginny uh, and Hermione pretty much have to step up because uh, the guys seem a bit lazy. So I think that's a good, <laughs> I think that's a good thing for women. I think you should be confident and if you like someone, go for it. So yeah. So I just want to remind everyone that Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 1 will be on DVD and available for download on iTunes starting April 15th. I want to thank Freddie, Ivana, Fred, Oliver, Bonnie, Natalia, David, Helen, Warwick, Robbie, David, David, and Michael for being here today. Thank you for having us.